Good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 146. We have now done as many episodes as the year BC that Rome became the sole superpower of the Mediterranean world. Take that, Persia. Speaking of acts of international oppression, this week we're talking about The Avengers, the 1998 film based on the 1970s TV show, The New Avengers, because apparently there are only like four movie titles, and so we're just cycling back now. That's right. Up next, Titanic and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a free trial, you get a an au- free audiobook of your choice from their service, and you support our show, both of which stay even if you cancel your subscription. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, we really do appreciate it. It keeps the show going. Also keeping the show going, and our other sponsor today is Christian who wanted us to take this moment to remind everybody that the Avengers didn't always refer to an entertaining comic book epic. And so he wanted us to watch this movie. It was really, actually, it was touch and go for a little while because he suggested originally that we watch Braveheart, and that would have been pretty awesome. And then, like, yeah, you came this close to watching Braveheart, Allison. An hour hour later, he sent us an email changing his mind, and it was a disappointing time. Damn it! (laughs) I mean, Braveheart is, like, three and a half hours long, you guys. Oh. Yeah, but I used to know the speech he gives. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there might be a time in this show where that's very useful. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I think that'd be more fun if you knew just like every other word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Christian also said that he wanted us to watch this movie because he blames this movie for ruining his positive opinion of Sean Connery. Whoa. Ooh. So. The dude has probably seen Entrapment? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. After he watched this one, he started noticing how many bad roles there were. Yeah. If you want to force us to watch a movie that pissed you off, or ruined an actor for you, or that Allison has memorized a speech from, go <laughs> right now to read-weep.com slash sponsor. Uh, you can pick anything under the sun for us to read or watch, and we will do it within time constraints, of course, so that we don't die. Uh, but uh, do that now, and it, it's, it's cheap, I think, for a podcast sponsorship. I've never seen another one so who knows but uh seems reasonable to me and it's uh, the going rate it, <laughs> and really, the going rate on controlling our lives for a week yeah i mean it's actually pretty cheap considering how much misery you're able to inflict on us it's a good deal <laughs> the return on investment of misery is yeah. very high it's great so do it now readdestry.com slash sponsor pick any topic do it now we would appreciate it one more announcement also i I want to mention one more time the live show. You, you go to readdistrict.com slash live. You can find out more about our show coming up July 7th in Portland, Oregon. It's going to be epic. Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host, of course. I'm Alex Falcone. You should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And these are some of my friends. Uh, first up today in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Rain or shine. Always mine. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, my one, it's, my, it's my one celebrity. I'm really happy he was in this movie. <laughs> we should do a Sean Connery film festival at some point. Oh, yes, we should. <laughs> Can we just rewatch this one and uh, Highlander 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He must not have seen Highlander 2 if he still had a positive opinion of, of Sean Connery. Yeah, oof. That was worse. Uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on the Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Polio may have taken my legs, but not yet my dignity. <laughs> Hello. Wait, were you FDR? No. 
I was Jim Broadbent. Oh, that's movie, right. Apparently, because right. it did happen. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if it was polio or just a car accident or a oh, I lorry thought, I accident. I thought there was when like there was that really uh, anticlimactic fight scene with him. I thought she said something like, "We don't need another person getting shot." Oh, I guess I okay. got shot then. I mean, that by would polio. Be, that would be just <laughs> just polio <laughs> snuck up behind him. Kish, kish. <laughs> Couple times in the back. Yes, polio, I've never seen polio. The code name for the most famous and feared of KGB assassins. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't assassinate. He just shoots you in the spine. That's right. Also joining us, she's at Allison Fields on Twitter. Please welcome back to the show, Allison Fields. I'm not afraid of getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Apparently, I that's your that. one. Also. Yeah, that's clearly my one. I'm clearly really good at it. So, so Allison, Cr- Christian specifically requested you, uh, yeah. saying, quote, you're far too damned funny for your own good, and that he's apparently nurturing a minor crush on you. So, you know, no pressure. That's so sweet. You know what? I thought it was so sweet that he asked, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, this guy has it out for me. <laughs> this is the worst fucking movie. This guy really wants you to almost have watched Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> that's his love he wants for you. sean connery like ruined for me too and then we'll fall in love <laughs> that's the one thing standing between you and him being together forever is that you still like sean connery i love him <laughs> that one sounded more like uh forrest gump is what i was going oh, that was the guy from of mice and men uh-huh. <laughs> I keep my hands like smooth with Vaseline. <laughs> Wait, is this Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Stewart on a toilet. <laughs> Ezra's only got one celebrity, but you've got up to four per impression. I've got four, and they're all like throwing up. <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the movie now, Chris. It is your responsibility to summarize for us. Yes, and sir. Here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to summarize in the style of a British guy, but then take about a third out of the middle so that it's hard to understand what your summary's about. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it is the late 90s in the UK, a land of opportunity, where the most slothly of gentlemen can be a super spy, provided he wears a tailored waistcoat, where the most dead-eyed of women can be a femme fatale if she wears enough colored leather. <laughs> Where the most geezerly of millionaires could become a supervillain with the aid of a large fan and some outdated lighting effects. <laughs> where even transvestite stand-up comedians could become somewhat threatening henchmen when armed with a swarm of machine gun robot bees. <laughs> Zoom in on Ray Fines as John Steed, super spy. He wears a bulletproof waistcoat and has a sword in his umbrella. He's unflappable and straight-backed like England herself. <laughs> John Steed encounters Uma Thurman as Dr. Emma Peel, who has been accused of destroying the climate research facility she helped run. The tall beauty claims innocence, and that it has something to do with the maniacal Sir August de Winter, played by Sean Connery, a climate scientist who has decided to use his weather-controlling climate technology to take over Britain, and then the world. Clearly, something must be done, according to MI6, and Steed and Peel are sent off to investigate. They stumble across De Winter, having just finished plotting the downfall of Britain, in a meeting where everyone is wearing brightly colored teddy bear costumes, <laughs> and a chase ensues. It also turns out there's an evil clone of Uma Thurman's Dr. Peel, who is working for De Winter, the bad guy. So, cutting out the middle third, what follows are some paint-by-numbers plot devices, colored by smirking Britishism, including a tea spout in John Steed's vintage Jaguar. That is not uh, a euphemism. 
That is not. No, they just drink tea out of china cups. Uh, so Uma and Rafe eventually confront Sean Connery and destroy his weather-controlling apparatus as Sir August himself meets his end in the end. As does the clone and as does Uma Thurman. I mean the clone Uma Thurman. Okay. And all's well that ends well. The weather's back to normal and they've saved the day from the wind and cold. Did you guys see the Wikipedia thing that said that they edited out a half an hour shortly before release? <laughs> no. no. No, it was originally like wonder, was, no wonder the plot jumps 127 around minutes and then they thought this is not going to do very well and so they gutted the film and literally cut out 20 to 30 minutes out of the middle somewhere. And they were still right. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a block. I, no, I'm sure not as know? a block, but oh, they, they okay. refuse to release a director's cut, so we'll never know. But they... Uh... Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, because like... the people are clamoring for a director's cut. <laughs> I would watch movie. it now. I'm curious. What half an hour wasn't good enough for this? <laughs> was just a lot of teddy bears? Because yeah, I would have seen like, more of. The Grateful Dead boardroom. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle. All right, compliment sandwich. That's how we start the show. Let's do it now. Allison, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Um, I'll just, I'll go last. All right. Chris, I would like you to go first, please. All right. I want to admire this movie's bravery. This movie came out in 1998, mm-hmm. the same year as Saving Private Ryan, Shakespeare in Love, The Truman Show, Armageddon, Mulan, American History X, and Soderbergh's Out of Sight. This movie has the courage to be on its face awful. <laughs> it apparently also they they originally were set to release it in early summer as a blockbuster, and then they realized yeah. it was a terrible movie, and so they dumped it in August where you put bad movies. <laughs> That's right, you dump it in August because it's a spoof that does not land with a boom, but with a sp. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know spoof was an onomatopoeia. <laughs> yeah, turns out. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Also, I didn't think Milan was that good, but that apparently everyone else disagrees with me. Oh, fuck you. That train montage <laughs> is one of the best train montages ever. I will make you play this for the bumper. <laughs> I, I, The training montage was fine. Oh, God. Mulan's so fucking good. It makes right. me cry every time. <laughs> like well, sure. It might make me cry, too, but I cry at, like, Coca-Cola ads, so it's not. that's not a thing. <laughs> That polar bear really wanted that coke, but the baby was tripping and she was worried about its safety. It sounded like you said cock. Hey, did we, <laughs> did we talk about polar bears last time I was here? We might uh, have. Probably, and how much mm-hmm. they want the cock. Yeah, I probably brought that up. <laughs> All right, uh, Ez, why don't you go second? All right. Um, I, this is, uh, I guess, for, for putting one over me, because I didn't realize this until the very end. The most implausible part of this movie was the fact that um, uh, that it really doesn't make sense that making the weather in England bad would bring England to its knees because that's kind of <laughs> pretty par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> Only implausible part too that one. <laughs> I mean, I think the teddy bears actually have a pretty good uh, buffer against like poison darts. Like, I don't know how that could possibly have killed them. Yeah, those would have been long and powerful needles to have gotten through the giant bear costumes. Also not a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to be third. My major compliment is for the great Eddie Izzard. Uh, 
so for, he mostly skulks around in the movie, and for the first half, he right. does nothing. You just see him sort of in the shadows. And then I right. think, I'm pretty sure the only line he says yes. in the whole movie is, oh, fuck. That yeah. is the only line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, he's not an athletic fellow. And so nope. when he gets in the fight with the leather clad Uma Thurman, it was kind of a fun fight where I was like, yeah, you, yeah, screw your body type. You fight with Uma Thurman. <laughs> you were rooting for the pudgy guy? I was. <laughs> Plus, he's Eddie Izzard. He's like, the, and like, because he's not talking, maybe I just assume that in his head, he's like, this is a shitty movie. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty great to be paid to like, you know, I don't know, be on a wire with Uma Thurman and get to say, oh, fuck. And that get, that's your paycheck, you know? And yeah. have that bleached hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And those, uh, those great mutton chop great. sideburns. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good job, Eddie. Yeah. Allison, <laughs> major compliment. My compliment is for Uma specifically. Mm. It, it seems that she only takes roles where she tries to get fucked when she's unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, DeWinter tried to finger the shit out of her when she was knocked out. Yeah. Just yeah. like Pulp Fiction. Oh. Yeah, or a Kill Bill. Yes, that's yeah. what I meant. Oh. Wait, well, maybe no, she does. Does she try to get fingered in um, Pulp Fiction? Well, she gets stabbed mm. with a needle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> wow, you do a good Ezra, too. You have five accents. <laughs> yeah. Ezra throwing up. Very spot on. <laughs> Fear of sleep. Fear of sleep. Fear of sleep. Awesome. All right, let's get into our uh, anchor segment now, our hate game. Today's game, we're just going to peer a little bit. We're just going to take a second, peer, ask questions of our magic hate ball. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, find out what the future holds. So in any order, what are things you hated about The Avengers, the 1998 film? I'll say the, um, the first time I tried to watch this, I stopped and like watched Sex in the City halfway through. <laughs> so I was really upset when Aiden and Carrie broke up in this movie. Really? Yeah. I was Aiden, pretty upset. Come on. I think <laughs> no big is just around the corner. I hate big. Big is not great. Well, but, but he also, was But he was I in hate... Law and Order. That's not yeah. enough. He's not Chung Chung. He's not Chung Warbuck. Chung. <laughs> Is that what was they're that, saying? I thought it was a gavel knocking, but apparently it's just Connie Was Chung. that your... Chris has one impression of uh, Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought Aiden was uh, was good for her, too. I thought that was fun. I thought she sac- she sabotaged herself in that one. She totally did. I, but yeah, it, this movie sucked. <laughs> it is always kind of remarkable. Like the, uh, the things that like you're driven to, like away from the thing that you're, we have to watch sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get some weird stuff in there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think I actually like... Paid like I think I just like paid credit cards while I was watching this. Actually, like <laughs> I was very responsible as a result <laughs> <laughs> because you were watching the decadent spending of this terrible film, and you're like, uh, from now on, I'm pe- living within my means. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like well, no one needs to buy like you know teddy bear suits for every single board member if you're just gonna kill them. Right. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Rent that. Yeah, and you, it's not yeah. like you're gonna be able to hear them talking during the meeting because then it would give away their identity. So yeah, do like a conference works. call. You don't need those outfits. Exactly. Outsource. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Other hates? 
Um, I hated, like, the whole macaroon bit. They kept coming back to it. But, like, the cookies that they were eating were not macaroons. Like, I was wondering about that. Like. Oh, there are two kinds of macaroons. By well, the there's, way. like, oh, French really? macaroons, oh. which are the little sandwiches. And then there yeah. are, like, Jewish macaroons, which are the piles of coconut. There's a coconut one. Yeah, that's, so the coconut thing. I think they meant macarons. Like, because like, it's only one O. Like... It's, yeah, it's a French pronunciation, so it's all nasal. But the cookies he was eating looked too big to be French macarons. Oh, yeah, they they were clearly the coconutty kind. It seemed, or maybe I, like a sandy. Either way, I like both of those kinds of macarons, and the cookie he was eating did not look appetizing. Yeah, there was this bit where it was like, okay, you're meeting, you know, the boss of MI6. By the way, don't have the macarons; they're his favorite. And then the the. Assistant offers her a plate of only macaroons, and there are like ten of them. Like, hey, do you want a macaroon? And she's like, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh no. Well, dude's got polio or something, or was shot. <laughs> or, he got shot by polio. <laughs> is, is his polio medicine in the macaroons? That, that's understandable. You should have just said that. <laughs> I'm saying like they're laced with polio, polio medicine, and macaroons yeah. were his make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> An infant supply. Yeah, exactly. I want I want macarons until uh, until the day I die, and then boom, showed everybody by living to a ripe old age. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, that's way better than meeting John Travolta. Yeah, cool. and and if tra- boy would John Travolta be bummed if he said yes, and then it turned out he had to hang out with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I want a lifetime <laughs> supply of John Travolta. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't, pro- don't eat the John Travolta; it's his favorite. <laughs> 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 the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hate. This is a short one in the form of a question, and we'll see what the magic hate ball says. Uh, WTF hot air balloon? Mm. Yeah. Where did it come from? What was its purpose? What was going? How come all of us like? I don't know what was going on in the hot air balloon. And why did it blow up? Because I feel like we've like gotten technology of hot air balloons. One, I think we've gotten past hot air balloons in technology. I'm just largely, yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I feel like we have hot air balloons that don't blow up. Yeah, well, this was containing a lot of volatile weather climatology Clones. technology. You're, are you a clone? <laughs> <laughs> also, by the way, we only know that she's a clone because at like 65 minutes in, there's a piece of paper and she goes, oh, a government cloning program. Boom. Never mentions anything else about why there's an evil clone. Yep. Yeah. Or why Sean Connery has a painting of Uma Thurman above his organ, which we see him playing in a oh bright God. red tartan jacket. Oh my God! When he was jacket. playing the organ, it looked like he Not was just jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> he was just coming all over those keys. Yeah. <laughs> it was so unnatural to watch. It was weird. And he hit the high C. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, here's the crazy he, thing about the clone uh, of Uma Thurman. It's like the clone doesn't ever talk, but clones are not just like voiceless robots. Like if it was actually a clone, it would have its like own personality and stuff, right? right? Plus, yeah. plus well, it would have been raised in a different place than you, so she'd probably look a little different by yeah, now. The same haircut, be- exactly. I don't know. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. They work There's out the same gym. How's this, how, how they have not seen each other by now? <laughs> All right, clone-related question. Then also, do you not feel some concern when your clone dies? Why yeah, would you? How do you know you're not the clone? That's oh, my concern. Man. <laughs> Are you in the box? Are you the one in the box? Exactly. Or are you the one taking the bows? Yeah. But that's the thing, is clones are just like twins. They're different people. <laughs> no, no, no. no. What you said didn't make sense twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Chris, what, let's say they were just like twins. Don't you have some sort of attachment towards your twin? Well, sure. 
but like <laughs> so if but like imagine a twin who who you never met oh my except God. in the context of you meet at age 30 and she's smacking you unconscious <laughs> i think chris I mean, has and a she twin dies. and he already murdered him <laughs> chris actually does have a twin maybe he was triplets back in the day Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. And she kept stealing my look, so I killed it. <laughs> Three embryos enter, two embryos leave. Of course. Thunderwomb. Thunderwomb. Twinderdome. I'm not a. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. I'm not a. Meanwhile, on Sean Connery's Scottish estate. Mr. Connery, your agent is here. My what? That drunk hobo who tells you what to do. Excellent. Send her in. Ah, great to see you, Marsha. I'm wearing a newspaper! It looks wonderfully on you. So, what script should I take next? Well, there's uh, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Why would a guy with a happy friends with kids with hair feet? They're natural enemies. Excellent point. Pass. What about this sharp film called The Matrix? Robots are making that movie. We don't want their blood money. Right. Posh. Uh, And there's a movie where you dress up uh, as a giant teddy bear, live inside an Escher painting, and uh, get carried off by a lightning bolt to your death. I like it. It was like a slice of life. Sold. Sir Connery, maybe you shouldn't be taking all your advice from a hobo. Don't get caught with a baked potato in your pants. Where should my advice come from? Well, it should probably come from audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. You get a free book for signing up, and literally all 100,000 titles have better advice than this hobo. Tia and Tamara! Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. We're better than a hobo, both in advice and smells. Sister, sister. Alright, so for our anchor segment today, I would like to play our, uh... A reoccurring game when things are set in alternate realities. This is a game called Yours is Not a Very Good Plan to Take Over the World. Or alternately, Yours is Not a Very Good Secret Ministry Preventing People from Taking Over the World. Because <laughs> both had their flaws. So uh, you can choose whichever one you want to put down now. And let's discuss ways that you could tell that Yours was not a very good either one of those two. Okay. Yours is Not a Very Good Plan to Take Over the World when like you have a whole weather theme going. And for some reason, you attack with flying robot bees, which are not weather-related <laughs> not at your, all. Yeah, specialized, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it just, I mean, it's like, it doesn't fit with all of your puns. Like, the bees just like, what, we can do anything now? Bees are in the game now? What do bees have to do with weather? Come on. It Come will, on. Yeah, and also, like, those the, the bee-shaped drones with the machine guns are chasing around your enemies, and yet when they show up on your property, you just knock them out, give them a minor concussion, and then let them take their friend back home where they can revive them with tea. <laughs> well, they made it that far. You know, credit where credit's due. You, you evaded the bees with the bombs and the missiles and the machine guns somehow. But it did seem uh, like they hadn't decided whether they wanted to murder the people from the ministry or just annoy them. Like, they went back and forth. Because he had plenty of time. Instead of trying to make out with Uma Thurman while she was unconscious, he really could have just killed her. And with still had a spare room with Thurman. I don't yeah, know exactly. if you care if it's a real one or not. And you'd be plus one hot air balloon and plus one Eddie Izzard by the end of the movie if you killed him. <laughs> it was just poor resource management is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, yours is not a very good plan to take over the world when you have seemingly infinite amount of money, uh, can kill famous business people at whim, and yet the only person henchmaning for you is the, the chubby, blonde-haired Eddie Izzard. 
chubby, just not you know, not very fit. Not, not super fit. <laughs> Soft and cuddly looking. Yeah, well, you know, like I don't think like odd job was like all like you know, really, really, really like muscly. Oh man, no, but he fit. Odd job was <laughs> packing it. <laughs> and he had a specialty with that hey. impl- improbable head hat thing. Okay, Eddie Izzard had a knife that he could pull out at some moments. <laughs> just before he so can entertain you with stories of being a transvestite. <laughs> exactly. He just carries a knife. That's your whole point. Well, not everyone can carry a knife, or they would have. Okay, you have machine gun drones. I'm just saying. Not Can't all Eddie the Izzard have a pistol? I don't Only know. Only one henchman had any kind of weapon, and it was Eddie <laughs> Izzard. It was a knife. Yeah, dude, it's the UK. Not everybody has guns. They're illegal. <laughs> They're really hard to get from. <laughs> he controls the weather. Surely he has a plan for acquiring a a Glock with the serial number filed off it. <laughs> well, files are also famously hard to come by. <laughs> not a finished edge in all of Britain. <laughs> all right, other ways. So yours is not a very good organization trying to take over the world. When security is just a girl at a desk, and you can tell you can tell her the name of a corporation that's public that they work with. And she just lets you into the secret meeting room where there are poison darts on the teddy bear costumes. I, yeah, I'm with gonna, dead no, I'm people. I'm going to give her a pass on this one. I'm going to say that's that's more of a like a building maintenance issue. Uh, like that, that house, whatever, like you know, house cleaning should have been in there sooner. That's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you also got to be clear. She's not security. She's just a receptionist, Chris. Yeah. Way to make another sexist Yeah, hate. have you ever been a receptionist? You don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't trying, care who comes in. You Everyone's care. trying to get by you. Yeah, I mean, you you're just, just trying to get to the kitchen. She was probably a temp. Yeah, yeah. she was just waiting for yeah, lunchtime. Yeah, she, she doesn't even have benefits, dude. Yeah, do not blame her. Clearly, Eddie Izzard should have been there doing security with his knife. Who could have pulled out this knife? <laughs> Sometimes. Um. Hey. Uh. Okay. Yours is clearly not uh, a good organization trying to take over the world when you have a working mc escher room inside of your castle what the what where did and, that and, like, come you from you don't make use of it like i don't know like it wasn't like that was actually supposed to be a prison like i just feel like you just kind of lose more time getting lost in the infinite staircase well i mean i can't agree with you there that would be worth that'd be fun but if you can't get out you have to you have to break a window uh in order in order to get out <laughs> you of your staircase. some new window glass I just feel like it's wasteful. And obviously, if you can get into the magic staircase, there must be a way out. She just didn't know how. More well, importantly, the dude had magic. <laughs> he wasn't using all the magic. It's true. <laughs> exactly. He was magic, or at least very good Danish architects. Very good. Clean Inexplicably, lines. you walk out the door on the left, and instantly your shoes appear on the camera right. I mean, that is... <laughs> it was taken from inside of Pac-Man. yeah or asteroids you can wrap around yeah all right so yours is not a very good organization threatening to take over the world when you're when your entire technology that you're using that you have that nobody else has is based on matter antimatter reactions and yet the best thing you're doing with it is making a breeze (laughs) this is what star trek uses man that's new (laughs) world shit that's phasers and photon torpedoes and you know, aliens. There is no yet, doubt that Sean Connery was not a long-term <coughs> thinker. Seriously, look, you all right, you have infinite staircases, you have, like, really good cloning abilities, uh, and you can control the weather. Like, 
you could have done better than this. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Choosing, choosing to control the weather is like the most boring thing. <laughs> it's like, who wants to grow up to be Storm from the X-Men? Nobody. I'd rather just like choose to have clean public restrooms. There's <laughs> 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 a lot of things. No, that's a much better, be better superpower. I'm holding you hostage, leaders of the world. No, if you could- don't give me 10% of your GDP <laughs> annually, I will return all the bathrooms to their previous state. <laughs> Chris, oh god, oh god, you're absolutely right. Because like Storm is the worst, and I would rather be Jubilee than Storm, and I hate Jubilee. (laughs) I'd rather be Dazzler than Storm. (laughs) I would rather be Heart from the from Captain Planet, and I hate Heart. I would rather be the the cat member of Kiss from Kiss, (laughs) (laughs) and I hate Kiss. (laughs) I would rather be the chick that. That was in Destiny's Child and then left. (laughs) I would rather be the first host of American Idol. (laughs) I would rather be uh, Uncle Joey on Full House. No, he's great. He's great. He's great. Take a (laughs) bet. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'd rather be DJ on Full House. Yeah. I would rather be the piggy that stayed home of the little piggies. (laughs) And did not get to go to market or go wee wee. <laughs> what about the roast beef one? Wasn't that worse? Oh yeah, oh, there was the one a, who I forgot didn't about have roast beef. Yeah, I'd rather be the little piggy that had none of the roast beef. <laughs> and I hate having none of the roast beef. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, yours is not a very good plan to take over the world if your grand scheme is to blackmail Great Britain into giving you ten percent of its G- annual GDP. I'm not a good ec- economist. I'm not very smart at that. But I'm sure it can't work to give 10% every year of the entire country to one guy. I mean, here's the thing. It's basically just like a, a very weird kind of a stimulus package because he's going <coughs> to spend it. Yeah. You know? No, 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 no. And part of it will be on like kippers. Yeah, there's going to be like a kipper-related boom. <laughs> and it's only $225 cases. billion. I mean, so UK's GDP last year was uh 2.25 trillion so you're really talking about like 225 billion after taxes yeah. in that country yeah. he's gonna pay I mean, taxes on. on the money he blackmailed from the government absolutely What's it's only right yeah he's gonna pay his fair share he, he uses health care he's an older guy <laughs> <laughs> well in that case i mean even after taxes it's still you know 100 billion or whatever that's still i mean that would throw off the economy that's all i'm saying and only for kippers. Spend it. You know that that the rich do not spend the money nearly as high of a percentage of their income. Okay, and it's true he would be hoarding some on, like, say, upkeep of like you know MC Escher, uh, you know, rooms. But yes. I think generally kipper laid you know expenses. And he he is not a job creator. He's hired one security guard for that whole mansion and his whole evil empire and one and secretary. He's a job creator. No, but but like giant teddy bear costumes went way up. <laughs> yeah, one t- costume designer. I'm saying his eclectic taste only hire, you know brings a handful of jobs to Great Britain. Look, at 10% it's not like a trickle down thing. It's true, but like you know, there's a you know some boats will get raised by the tide. It's just, then they'll be destroyed by the higher tide that he's created. Yes, that's true. Also. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, transitioning. Yours is not a very good secret ministry preventing world domination. If your main training simulation program involves literally every person you pass on the block attacking you except for three nuns except except for for three nuns and who knows they might have if we went a little longer but (laughs) 
the, the point of that training thing is like everybody's out to get you. You are a secret agent. If everyone on the block is trying to kill you, you suck at being secret. Also, it's not really a good training exercise for like you know surprise attacks if everyone's going to attack you. Yeah, way too easy. All you have to do yeah. is just not hit the nuns, and then you're fine. Yeah, no, it's well, like, he gives everyone. That's that's the beautiful thing about uh, John Steed is he gives everyone the benefit of the doubt. He first lets the people say hello to him, and then only when they whip out the throwing knives does he dodge or does he. So you're beat saying he'd be head really good handle. at time crisis, and he would never shoot the hostages. He'd definitely not shoot the hostage. Yeah, but he doesn't seem very good with guns. Not as so big maybe thing, no. Just also, the... not good at being a secret agent. The word is out about him. <laughs> That's right. Well, there's like a public agent. That must be a thing. <laughs> like a notary? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Inside his umbrella is a secret notary stamp. <laughs> you guys don't know, but that's actually very useful in many situations. <laughs> no, I mean, granted, it is. But it lacks some of the glitz and glamour of international intrigue. That's true. Yeah. Yours is not a very good secret ministry. If uh, if if your group of spies is constantly suggesting that they split up, <laughs> that is never a. I don't understand that tactic. Like they go into the secret maze, and the three of them are like, "Let's go different directions and meet in the middle." Yeah, it's the, it's the Scooby Doo. That's like having a potluck and not assigning everyone a dish. Yeah, <laughs> everybody brought salad. Because you're gonna end up with a lot of potato salad. Or a lot of hummus. Or a lot of hummus. I don't understand you. I think that sounds like a good day. <laughs> Here's the thing. You need some other things to go with it, dude. I could eat just potato salad. Yeah, I could too. That's a thing. Somebody should bring soda. <laughs> Someone should. Or like plates. That's an issue sometimes. Yeah, yeah. you got to be on that house. extra yeah, chairs if you need Have you ever been to a party it. where there's not napkins? It's just like when spies split up. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be the store-bought chips that no one opens at a at a party because everyone else made fancy dishes. And I hate and I hate that for those chips. I would rather be pancetta that's been sitting in the sun. Oh, <laughs> the end. just sweaty meat, just sweaty thin. Yeah. Meat. sweaty meat. I'd rather be sweaty, sweaty meat. meat. Not a that's euphemism. actually the name of my rap. My rap group, Sweaty Meat. Sweaty, sweaty Meat? meat. I would I'm rather Lil be Sausage. I would rather be the member of Sweaty Meat that is not Allison. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'd be Pork Belly. <laughs> I'm Lil Sausage, you're Pork Belly. And, and everybody knows that Lil Sausage is the more talented one. Yeah, but she is addicted to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it is time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order from the way we did at the beginning of the show, which means, Allison, you have to go first. So I have to give another compliment? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Sorry, remember a compliment is just a hate oh, with Okay, I guess I like. my compliment is I've never seen a movie end with uh, people in a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. Well done, this movie this and movie Twilight. Yet. Ugh. Well, di- no, Twilight started with the gazebo. And didn't it end with the gazebo at prom or something? Oh, you're right. It was at prom. Oh, fuck. Mm. Well, this did it first. Well, no, oh, Allison clearly. just said she hadn't seen it. She didn't say it didn't exist. 
Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So for my minor compliment, uh, I love when something that we talk about on the show ties in completely on accident with something else we've talked about on the show. And this was okay. two topics in a row that involved a massive conspiracy to manipulate the weather. Yeah, it's true. That was weird. Any time in this book, wouldn't it? Like one of those guys in those bear costumes was Harvey. It, if this here's the thing, it would have been a better. You know, both books and uh, movies would have been better if it had been like a mashup. And there was a doppelganger also. Oh my there God. was a doppelganger. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Atmospheric Disturbances by Rivka Galchen. You sure learned a lot from the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, you must have. Wow. Now we know where it came from. It was a ripoff of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, it's, it's, I, I will compliment, you know, that book is better than, than I thought if this was its source material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... And both of them were, like, quirky in a way that it was hard to tell if you liked it or not sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, which leads right into my compliment, which Perfect, is a quirky... it's not your turn. Ezra. Shit. Minor compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Chris, you've leapfrogged. What is your minor compliment? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> pardon me. My minor compliment is that um, there's this quirky offbeat moment. Just, like, I mean, this movie is kind of tone deaf at times it's fantastical at times it's staid and and sober and british and at times sean connery is just a dirty motherfucker um there's this great time where he just gets the deliciously dirty line in india you can get a good 10 inches in a night there one should never fear being wet and he's just talking he's just talking about dicks that's what he's doing (laughs) sean connery all about the (laughs) sometimes basically it is a euphemism yeah and there's never that kind of dirtiness in like the rest of the movie absent like one tight boot putting on scene where it's like it's tight how do you feel about that (laughs) but also did it seem like maybe putting a boot on uma thurman would be kind of fun yeah i mean did you guys also notice that they never showed her feet because her feet are really really big she has big feet yeah did you see kill bill (laughs) which is like has a coma and she's like trying to move her feet. Her feet are like really long. I mean, All she's right. really tall. More yeah, she's pretty tall. She's more importantly disgusting. than that, yeah, <laughs> more important than whether or not she has big feet is how grossed out by big feet Allison is. God, I don't know. Although I just thought it was kind of a sensual boot boot putting on. I'm right. like I'm not a foot guy, and then like because I've seen like boobs and they're like, great. Bite a dick off. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of those dick biters <laughs> does she collect them afterwards yeah. what's your thinking I don't here? know you tell me Uma <laughs> three, three ten to Uma I like it prove me wrong Uma prove me wrong suck my dick and don't bite it off Well, as I guess you got to follow Uma Thurman biting dicks off. Uh, what's your minor compliment? <laughs> I would rather be a dick bitten off by Uma Thurman, and I hate being a dick being bitten off. You know, the off funny by. thing is, I don't remember what we're th- what we'd rather than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think isn't it Eddie Izzard in a movie or something like that? In the movie no, period. Oh no, it was Storm. Oh, Storm. Oh. You'd rather be Anything that than be Storm. Right. Yeah. Wait, okay. I thought no, Storm was the comparison. 
No, no, no. Oh, it's it's choosing superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Or right. Like that. I said I'd rather be Jubilee than Storm, and I hate Jubilee. Oh, right, right. Because Storm was the one who's like the one in this character. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's yes, minor um, compliment. Okay. Um, I guess this is uh. This is to Uma Thurman for not making me feel like a failure yet, because um, she is tw- was 28 when she made this movie, so really? I have one year left in me to become a... To, to make the Avengers. <laughs> to make the <laughs> Avengers. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> for our show thank you so much for joining us next week we will be here talking about crawl the early 80s sci-fi flick this episode is sponsored by blair uh because apparently it was her husband bill's favorite movie growing up and apparently she wants to ruin it for him or something i don't know i'm not sure it's a healthy marriage but who am i to judge um (laughs) we didn't insult the one people that are paying us next week yeah no refunds no refunds <laughs> bam also thank you so much to Christian for sponsoring this episode I hope we did it proud uh, thanks as always for being here Chris and Ez of course, of course. Yep. and uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us again Allison thanks for being Christian's favorite so much fun should we send people to your Tumblr or back to your Twitter again uh, Twitter Twitter's good I haven't updated my Tumblr in so long uh, yeah it's just right. at Allison Perfect. Uh, follow her on Twitter right away. Uh, and she is awesome at Twitter, so that's a great place to follow her. Uh, <laughs> also, and take a second, if you would, please, everybody, go to facebook.com slash readitandweep, uh, our Facebook page, and uh, just tell us what you would rather be than Storm. Because uh, I'm, I'm curious wait. to know. Awesome. We'll be back again with everybody next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Here defines the tyranny. You have come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? 2,000 against 10, the veteran shout, No, we will run and live. Yes, William Wallace shouted back, Fighting you may die. <laughs> Just <went off>. <laughs> <laughs> Fight and you may die. Run and you will live at least a while. And dying in your bed many years from now, would you be willing to trade all these days from the day that to give you that one chance, just one chance, to come back here as young men and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom? Awesome. Uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs>